You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is a proud member of the FanHub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with FanHub to put fans first. Search FanHub app to play your part in the journey. The 1865 Match Report. Welcome to the 1865 Forest Rumble on the day that Forest have drawn nil-nil at home to Bournemouth. Um... Baz, I'm going to start with the obvious question with this one. Was it a point gained or two dropped? Um, On balance, I'd say a point gained. Um, Neither side looked better than the other, which was the kind of the good thing, because obviously Bournemouth are, they're not not as high flying as they started out the season. But um, last time they completely outclassed us, whereas today we were their equals throughout, I think. So a point was a fair result. Okay, and um, let's move on to the other obvious question from today. Uh, a lot of Forest fans unhappy about the fact that there weren't any substitutions made. Now, in the post-match interview, Chris Hutton did say, you know, when the game is finally poised and there's a risk of upsetting the balance of the team, that that's the reason why he shied away from making a change. I personally agree with him, but what do you think? I I thought from about 60 minutes onwards, we looked like we were struggling and Bournemouth dominated the, the play. And the reason for that was because what was really pleasing about today's game was the way our midfield held together. Garner especially, but the, the, that central three were really, really good. And you could tell they were tiring and that was what let Bournemouth into the game and what meant that they dominated the last half hour. So a substitution, I think, could have made the difference there and relieve the pressure on us. Yeah, I mean, I personally, if I had, I had been saying for about 65 minutes, um, you know, it'd be nice to see Lolly come on for Freeman because we saw the impact that Lolly had at Wickham. Um, I think Freeman playing, okay, it looks as though Houston quite likes Freeman, but um, apart from that, it also means a 
it takes the pressure off Lolly, um, who's obviously struggled for form and fitness. And I think that's a good thing. So I would have liked I, to see I don't, the other... go Sorry, go ahead. Uh, the other thing I'd say is Freeman, that's probably the best game I've seen him play for us, but he does lack pace. And there were a couple of points where Bong, Kravinovic and Freeman linked up and you could see that Bong would want it to play the, the ball into the channels, but it was Freeman in front, ahead of him and he knew that he wouldn't get there in front of their, their right back. Um, so that's we had to bring the ball back back in field rather than it didn't give us an outlook. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, a foot chase between Joe Lolly and Adam Smith would have been far more interesting. Um, there was one moment, I think, in the first half where uh, Freeman did his best. He tried to take on the, uh, the ball was played into the channels and you saw him like sprinting for it, doing his absolute best, which is a sign that he's, you know, he's getting some of that aerobic fitness back. But uh, it just wasn't going to happen. He just hasn't got, hasn't got the pace yeah. to, kind of, to get there to, to, to do that. Um, I mean, the other change that, that we talked about during the match was potentially Graben coming on for Murray. Um, I also thought that might be a good idea, but actually I did change my mind as time went on because I thought that uh, what Murray was offering us as an outlet was probably more than what Graben would have been able to do coming into the match at that stage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought the only thing, the only reason I was thinking of Graben for Murray was there was a point, again, probably about 65 minutes where Murray looked like he was tiring, but then he had a bit of a second wind afterwards. So, yeah, I mean, being an the, old man, you, you worry about his fitness on that sort of scale of things. Yeah. So for him to play 90 minutes, especially as he hasn't had much football, um, same with Freeman. But of course, as we've seen with the rest of the squad, however painful it, it was at the time, the only way they're going to regain fitness is by getting actual minutes under their belt. Um, mm. I would imagine that there'll probably be some uh, changes to the starting lineup uh, on Wednesday, but we'll come back to that a bit later. Um, let's talk chances. What's really encouraging is that, although it's Bournemouth who are probably the better team, Forrest probably had the better chances and and certainly Samba had very little to do and Begovic uh, was actually grateful to um, his defender um, for actually uh, I think it's Ben Pearson for clearing off the line from a Glenn Murray header. Yeah absolutely I think especially we look dangerous from corners which is quite unusual um, and there, there was those obviously there'd been a bit of training ground stuff for the set pieces where um, where he spilled it off for Kravinovic to um, to take the shot, and uh, they'd all been stood in the in a big line around waiting for it. They'd obviously been working on that kind of stuff, um, which is kind of unusual for us as Forest fans. Um, and yeah, we made chances. The, the chances we made, we didn't make many, but the chances we made were probably better than the chances Bournemouth had, which is, which is nice to see. Yeah, um, and of course the other thing that's worth noting is as as well as kind of threatening occasionally the other side of that equation is that we're pretty solid at the back now Joe Worrell got the man of the match from Sky Sports um I thought that actually the back four on the whole were pretty well back five if you include Samba I thought that on the whole they looked pretty solid I thought defensively it was a really good performance and not just it was much more than the back five it was as soon as we lost the ball we dropped into a 4-4-1-1 um sort of with two banks of four that just didn't allow Bournemouth any opportunity. Now, Bournemouth were doing the same to us, which is why we couldn't get anywhere. But it was it was that kind of game where both teams, when they had possession, they tried to keep possession, but they found it very difficult to find a way through. And I would say that actually, 
from what I've seen this season, that was probably Forrest's best match without the ball because we have looked shaky for a lot of the season. Yeah. And today they looked that just that bit more solid. They looked like they knew what they were doing. And also, crucially, I mean, we've waxed lyrical about Kravinovic and Garner in the last couple of match reports. But those two players, they've got good movement, but crucially, they've also got really good spatial awareness. So I was just as impressed with what they were doing without the ball as when Forrest were in possession. What do you think? Um, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, this is the first time I've properly watched Garner play and I was really, really impressed with him. Um, he obviously gives us a whole load of more energy and dynamism in the middle of the park, both on and off the off the ball, as you were saying. Um he was closing people down, but he was also making stuff happen going forward. So it was really nice to see that. Yeah. And uh, adding a, a level of, well, Kravinovic and Garner both, adding a level of composure that we've not had when it comes to, you know, we've, we've said it all season and we Forrest haven't got the, haven't had the ability to transition from defensive positions to attacking positions because it has always been a case of stick the ball down the wings and hope for the best. Whereas now there's a few more options and there's that ability to actually use the players in the middle of the park to, uh, to aid that transition. And the, the other thing I'd say actually, which, which I noticed was, so the way Bournemouth play, they, they're very, very technical. They're very, very tidy. They pass the ball around. They keep possession and they work around looking for spaces. And then you watched us today. And this is the first time in years where we've looked like a normal footballing side. We did exactly the same. We looked tidy in possession. We tried to keep possession. We probed for, for chances. And when we couldn't get them, we, we moved the ball backwards. Whereas for the, last, for the majority of the last few years, we've been this counter-attacking side where we didn't really know what to do when we had the ball. Um, and, then, and then we were getting on, put under pressure because of it. Now, I like counter-attacking football, but this was a definite change in the way we played. And it might be partly because Bournemouth allowed us to do that, but but it was definitely there. There was a there was an aim to try and keep possession and play little tidy passes. And it just shows, doesn't it? I mean, I think the away match at Bournemouth was, uh, I mean, along with maybe the the home match against Brentford, there were two matches which showed exactly how outclassed Forest were, how much how big that gulf in class was between where Forest were in the first half of the season and how the teams at the top were doing because Bournemouth looked like a Premier League team playing against us as a team at the bottom end of the Championship. Now, that looked a lot more even, didn't it? And we know that Bournemouth have had their troubles, but it actually showed signs that Forest, in terms of performance and tactics, now can start to compete a bit more. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. And part of it, I'm slightly, I don't want to read too much into it, just because it's one game, and it's one game against a side that likes to play the ball on the deck. And you know, we all know that Forrester always do better against sides that play the same way as us or the same way as we we hope to play. Um, so, yeah, so maybe there's there's a bit of that in there that just the way Bournemouth played allowed us to look better than maybe we are. But we were their equals for 90 minutes today, which definitely wasn't the case earlier in the season. Yeah. And uh, the other thing that's just uh, worth touching upon is that this is one of the few occasions where we've actually got a result against a team in the top half of the season, uh, top half of the table. So, mm. uh, so far this season, where we've picked up points, it's mostly been against other teams around us, which isn't a bad thing, as we discussed in our last uh, proper podcast, because basically that's like getting six points as opposed to three. But yeah. today we picked up a point against a team who are in the last playoff position. 
Now, we've got a very different test on Wednesday against Swansea, who, along with Brentford, I think, I mean, I know the table shows that Norwich are in the top two, but I think that uh, Swansea and Brentford are the best two teams in terms of footballing style and in terms of having, uh, you know, a master plan in terms of how to play. We got absolutely battered by Swansea uh, a few weeks ago. Um, do you see the same thing happening on Wednesday? Not if we, if I, so again, and the, the, the way that Swansea play, I think we should be able to do okay against them. And if we can take this, this same solidity and this same style almost of play, this, uh, it's a mindset kind of a mentality that to, to the way we, be, we play today. If we can take that to Swansea, then I can see us getting a draw off that. Fab. Okay. Right. So we'll be back with a match report after Wednesday night's match. Uh, thank you to Baz for joining us and thank you, listener. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.